Welcome, welcome to Awakening. If you're new, my name's Ryan. Thrilled, absolutely thrilled that you're here with us. We're in a series. Last week, Steve kicked off a series entitled Indebted uh, in Blank We Trust. And if you're new what, or have been here just maybe for a little less than a year, what you may not know is every single year we do a series on generosity, a series on stewardship, and we do something else uh, that if you wouldn't mind grabbing this out of your notes, uh, we do something called the Generous campaign. And so before we dive in, I want to explain why we do this and what God has done over the last few years. And so we do the generous campaign, and here's the reason why. Uh, We believe, next slide, there we go, we believe the church should lead the way in unleashing extravagant generosity to a hurting and broken world. Why? Because we have an extravagantly generous God. Now, let me explain this real quick. Okay, church, When we're talking church, we're not talking about an organization, right? We're talking about followers of Jesus. The church is you. The church is me. It is a collective we. It's us together that we're called to unleash extravagant, not just any type of generosity, extravagant, over the top. And no one would question, by the way, that we live in a very hurting and broken world right now, do we? To a hurting, broken world. Why? Steve talked about it last week. If you missed it, you can go to awakeningchurch.com to hear. But here's the key uh, part of the passage. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, and we just sang about this king, that he's Jesus, that he is majestic and filled, full of glory. Jesus. Fully God, dwells in an inapproachable light, holy, righteous, pure Jesus. Though he was rich, yet for your sake and my sake became poor. Veiled his deity and stepped into humanity. Where he stepped into this time, space, history to suffer at the hands of his own creation because he loves you and me. To be beaten, to be whipped, ultimately to be crucified by the ones he created. And yet, on the third day, was raised to life that we might have life. And so, that you, through his poverty, might become Rich. We do the generous campaign every single year right around this time to remind ourselves to recalibrate our souls that we have the most extravagantly generous God. And as a result, those who follow him, we're going to be extravagantly generous. And so here's how it's played out. Here's what's really fun is we've done this every single year. In fact, we had a commitment the very beginning we started as a church that we are going to give as a church at least 10% outside of our doors. Every single year we've given way more. Well, not way more, but a lot more. We've given between 13 and 18%. This last year we were able to give 15% outside our doors. I remember when we were talking about this and I had this conviction, no, this is what we need to do. And the finance people that were helping us said, Ryan, that's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. You need, this is Silicon Valley. You need all the money you can get. You're not starting with much. And you're starting with a college group, basically, to launch a church. They have no money. 
and lovingly and maybe a little arrogantly, but I said, I got a bigger God than that. Guess what? From the very beginning, by God's grace, we have been self-sustaining as a church and giving over 10% away. The national average for churches is 2.3% outside the door. Last year, you, we gave 15% outside our doors. Amen? All right. This isn't even the message yet, so I got I to gotta like pace here because I get too excited about this. But I just want to take you through the years so you can see the history and impact. In 2012, uh, we had a goal to build one well in Zimbabwe. And when you start out with a bunch of college students, basically, that 15 grand is an overwhelming amount. We've been a church for four months. Uh, and so this is one of, someone in our church said, hey, guess what? I really want us to get there. I'll do a matching program for us to get there. And so he matched every single dollar that people gave in up to $8,000 for us to get to 15K. But what was amazing was it just caught on. Instead of 15K, 26K, and we we're able to build two wells in Zimbabwe. And as a result, that two communities of a few hundred people have clean drinking water in Zimbabwe. In 2013... Uh, we said, well, we were able to build two wells. I don't know if we could do it again, but let's try it. And Zimbabwe closed because of some political things that were happening there and with the president uh, was going on there. And so we shifted to Haiti and said, well, what would it look like if we could build two wells in Haiti? And that would cost about 25K. And so we said, well, let's try to do that. And 33,000 came in. And what was amazing is we were able to build two wells and then refurbish some wells that were in disrepair. Which is amazing because when you think about it, sometimes you build these wells and then after a few years, whether the government or someone else comes in and they build them and then the places don't know or the people there don't know how to fix them. And so then it gets in disrepair and so they have these wells, but they can't get clean water again. And so we're able to fix four other wells and so six wells in Haiti right there uh, because of our community, because of our church and what God's doing here of birthing an extravagantly generous church. 2014, we said, okay, well, if we, we, we're going to dive in with this one community in Haiti and see what one community here at Awakening, uh, the impact we could have in one community. And we're going to go long. We're going to invest deep. We're going to go and travel there. In fact, we're taking a, a missions trip, and a handful of you are going. I think we have like 12 or 15 going on our Haiti trip uh, in March. And so you'll get to see firsthand the impact of our community uh, in Haiti. And so there we decided, okay, one of the primary ways to eradicate extreme poverty is through education. Now, education isn't as sexy as building wells. Right? It's an easier sell because you see the immediate need in clean drinking water, and certainly that is imperative. Yet, one of the big things is for us to be able to go, okay, how do we raise up the next generation of leaders in a community? And that's what we're about, right? We're about awakening this generation. We're about uh, raising up the next generations here. Could we partner with someone that's doing that in Haiti? And UCI, United Christian Internationals, many of you got to meet uh, those who founded it, Jean-Jean and Christy Montpremier, who are here this summer. They're leading a movement that have God uh, in rural Haiti. Andre and I have been there. We're going back. Uh, and it's amazing. So they have an elementary. They have a high school. These kids would have no education, period, without that community. And 
what they do is they don't just educate, they also feed them. This is, for many of these kids, the only meal they get that day. And then they build a university. And they're beginning to raise up. And people from all over the country are starting to come to their university to learn and grow. And so we said, okay, how can we get after education where we can, we can help kids who wouldn't be able to go to school and, and, and fund college students? Here's what's really neat. You know, many of your student loans, they suck. Um, it only costs $1,200 to send a college student uh, to school for an entire year in Haiti. You might want to think of going there. Uh, <laughs> And so as a result, we said, let's try around 35K and see what could happen. And 39K came in, and we were able to send, uh, it was over 50 um, elementary kids to uh, school, and it was like 15 college students to school for an entire year. Well, 2014 comes around, and we said, well, why don't we dream a little bit bigger? And they needed a dorm room because they had too many college students, and they didn't have a place to house them. So could we partner with them to help build an addition to their dorm room? And uh, we still want to get after the immediate crisis of clean drinking water and then also education. And we didn't really have a total number there, but we just said, okay, let's try to do that. And 49,000 came in last year as a community. You know what's really cool? So I added this up because in light of just what we give uh, in the generous campaign and then here locally, that in the four years we've given over $300,000 away. This little church. Don't you dare believe that God can't use you in great ways and take the little you have and multiply it. Don't you dare believe that. Step into what God is calling. So here's where we're stepping into this year. 2016. Our goal, and if on your card you got the back here, education, water, relief. Now, many of you know we gave uh, immediate $10,000 as a community to the hurricane relief. Uh, and so uh, what we forget about, though, is that was really hot on our minds about a month ago. And then we forget about it. And there's a whole community still grappling with the effects of the hurricane. There's, there's a whole group of people that are still thousands and thousands of people that do not have housing, that lost every single possession, and are struggling to find clean drinking water. And so we're going to go, you know what, we're not going to forget, and we're going to dive in and support. Uh, also, we're getting around education, and here's something fun. Here's a cool way to partner, okay? Right outside, there's little, I hope there's still some left. We'll have more next week, but there's little pictures of kids and college students. Those are the actual kids that have been impacted by us, and, and college students have been impacted, and there's their name on the back. You can take one, and I just want you to start praying for them by name, how cool is that? You don't ever just give to them. You get to pray for them and see God impacting uh, their life and, and water. And so I want us, I've I, I just put a number up there because I believe if 100% of us gave, we could see that number. But I don't care as much about the number 70K. What I care about is that 100% of us get involved this year. 100%. And, and as you go, I'm a college student. Great. Figure out how not to go to a movie until December and say, I'm going to give that to the Generous Campaign. You're going, well, you know, we're strapped as a family. Fine. Figure out, okay, what gifts, maybe you don't give to one another, and you give the gift of presence, and you say, I'm going to give that. And you begin to rethink about how we steward what we have, and join and give. And my goal, my main goal is that 100% of us buy in, because I want you to be a part of that story. I want you to get to share in the joy as I look at the years and I go, man, I can't believe what God's done year after year 
after year. And so if you're getting nervous, we're not taking an offering right now. Um, If you're new to church, we're not doing anything. I'm not even asking you to give today. What I'm asking you to do is consider to pray and then plan to give. And so would you take this home, put it on your fridge, put it on somewhere, and then ask, okay, God, what do you want me to do this year for the generous campaign? How can I be a part? And listen to him and go, okay, put a number on your heart. If you're married, pray together. If you have just family, pray together. And then we have multiple ways to give. This year is a really fun way. You can text to give even. Uh, We're getting high tech, Silicon Valley. There you go. But would you join the generous campaign with us? Why? Because we believe the church, that's you and me, should unleash extravagant generosity. We got to lead the way in this to hurting and broken world. Because we have the most extravagantly generous God. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only what's most precious to him for us. How can we not simply live and lean into that?